Previously on the Jay and Dan podcast. If you uh, want to see the faces behind the voices, then head down there. Mm-hmm. They give you uh, about everything they possibly can besides their, uh, well, cars and anything that's over a dollar. <clears throat> I feel like you improved a little. Mm-hmm. Let's get ready to ski! Winter Fantastic Day. Brought to you by Tommy LaFave and 96.9 CKDJ. Mm-hmm. Lil John is DJing at Rebel? or So he wasn't performing, he was just DJing? He was DJing and also just yelling at Otto. Hey! Turn down for what? Mm-hmm. Our friend Ben Teller's back from Amsterdam. He wants to come on and talk about his European adventures. How do you feel about that, Dan? I know you're apprehensive. We'll have to have a time limit on it. You're listening to the Jay and Dan Podcast. You're in the spoiler-free zone now. Dance. Dance. We're in the middle of May. We haven't seen the sun in about uh, three months. Now what they say, no sun in May. Good luck. Rest of the way. That does seem like an actual saying. Is that is that something? Is that legitimate? I just coined it. Something uh, maybe? So is that farm talk? You're concerned for the farmers getting their crops in. Yeah. So here in Ontario, that's where we live. Uh, it's rained a lot. Uh, Ontario's getting uh, uh, flooding everywhere. All Ottawa. Ottawa is getting flooded. So um, biblical rains. So hopefully everyone's uh, hanging in there. The farmers can't get on the fields because their tractors would just get stuck. So they're three weeks behind planting their uh, their crops. So everyone's uh, kind of getting over by Mother Nature. Yeah, bad sitch. And then we just can't go outside. So that's brutal. Yeah, we're like, oh, we're going to get wet. Yeah. Well, these other people are like, my house is gone. Yeah, uh, I legitimately can't make a living now. Yeah, it's not cool. So we're thinking of all those people that thinking are, of you, are affected. And then farmers. in BC, the opposite. It's so hot that they're getting fires. Again. So many fires in BC. Okay, let's let's lighten the mood a little bit, though. Yeah. First of all, some bad news and some oh, good oh. news. Though, if you were Dan, you'd say this is good news and good news. Okay, so but here's the thing. I, uh, here's my motto in life. Always take the, the bad news first, because then... The good news makes up for the bad news. And it, that is exactly how I would have played it. So, bad news is, we mentioned last week we'd have Ben Teller on to talk about his, uh, whatever it was, four, five, six weeks living in Amsterdam. Oh, Jay. We're not going to do that this week. Okay, so we that's have, good news. That's that's so, the bad news so for gonna many news, of you. So I'm going to get good news, good news. That's what I just said. Yes. You're, you're happy about both these pieces of news. So, yes, uh, no Ben this week. Next week, Ben. Why no Ben this week? Because we needed to dedicate the entire front half of the podcast to a massive, massive announcement. Without any further ado, Christoph. Attention, Canada. Something Something big big. is coming. Something Something big big and beautiful. This enormous woman will devour us all! Ah! I was talking about the Jay and Dan Podcast Tour. Podcast 
It has changed my life, and this fall, it can change yours too. I am so fired up. Jay and Dan are coming to a city near you. Victoria. Vancouver. Calgary. Edmonton. Winnipeg. And of course, Saskatoon. Summer in Saskatoon. And you never know who might show up. Ian Mendez. This is a Bush League move. Jason Spezza. <laughs> Paul Maurice. Whoa. Paul Maurice and his lady. Whoa. 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 Ian Mendez. This is a Bush League move. DJ Chris Shepard. Crazy Festival, baby. Kyle Lowry. Wait, what kind of testicle is this? Ian Mendez. This is a Bush League move. And of course, Salino and Barnes. Salino and Barnes. Or maybe just Barnes. And all the zizzazz you can handle. I love zizzazz. You'll love the tour too. Just ask Ottawa's first cowboy. Oh, there, big boy. So bring the ma. Bring the pa. Bring the kids. Don't shoot me. I'm just a child. No guarantees. Giddy up. So come one, come all. We only have one request. Men, feed my mouth. <laughs> Stoff, you outdid yourself. Uh, that was brilliant. And not only that, Stoff, you were uh, the voiceover guy on that, and I think you have another career on your head. Yeah, I outdid my vocal cords on that one. That was impressive. Uh, so we've there it talked is, folks. about this. We've talked about it for how long? Oh, 10 years, basically. And 10 years. We've always said, if someone put it together for us, we'll do it. And someone did it! Someone did. Our friend Ben Buchanan uh, is, is put it together. <laughs> He's a, a lovely man, uh, represents many of your favorite Canadian rock bands. He's a friend of the podcast. He said, you guys seem like a pair of dudes who don't want to put any work into this. And we said, you know us so well. And then he came and saw the trial run in Ottawa, and he's like... I can make something out of this. I'll do it. So he has put together a fall tour for us, six cities, all in Western Canada. And for those of you listening in Ontario or Quebec or Atlantic Canada, rest assured, we will make it to you. We just have to start somewhere. So we're going to start <laughs> West. We've got to get it going. That's uh, right. When they built the railroad, they started somewhere. And they're like, eventually, we'll get there. We'll get there. We'll, we will get to Atlanta, Canada, we assure you. We'll get to Quebec. We, we hear you. We are thrilled. We're just happy that we've got dates booked. And mm-hmm. you can buy tickets. So, again, just to recap the cities. In Victoria, uh, we'll be playing the McPherson Playhouse right downtown. Beautiful, beautiful spot. It is gorgeous. Looked it up because I wanted to research all these facilities since I just heard of them when uh, <laughs> the tour was uh, announced and they're all gorgeous. Yeah, beautiful spot. That's a great theater right downtown Victoria. That is Friday, September the 20th. So if you're in the Victoria area, if you're living on the island, we want to see you there. Vancouver is the next night. Saturday, September the 21st. We're at the Vogue. Yeah, an Art Deco Theater. Ooh, the Vogue. That's going to be good. In Van City, one of Dan's old stomping grounds, all of Dan's old girlfriends will be there and be coming on stage with us. No, I lived with a girl there. Dan, the dirty old man. Oh, it's going to be good. We're going to grill him. She moved to England. 
So, right. so that's not going to happen. <laughs> then October 4th, that's a Friday as well. We're in Calgary at the Bella Concert Hall. That's at Mount Royal University's campus. Uh, Mount Royal has a broadcasting program, so we just assume the entire broadcasting program will be there, in addition to everyone else in Calgary, including Hawk and Lube. Here's the thing about all the dates. They're babysitter compatible. They're on, the, they're on a weekend. All weekends. All, all Fridays weekends. and Saturdays. We aren't booking you on a Tuesday or no. Wednesday because we want you to go out and have some cocktails. Yes. Have a night away from the kids. Have some cocktails before you show up. Maybe Get have a night, rowdy. Have a night where you create new kids. Yeah. I'm just a child. Afterwards, have sex and think of Dan. <laughs> Imagine Dan as you're penetrating your partner or being penetrated. Saturday, October the 5th. Edmonton, Alberta, at the beautiful Meyer Horowitz Theater. This is one of the nicest theaters in Edmonton. I was talking to our mutual friend, Reed Wilkins, who's the pre- and post-game host on 630 Chet Edmonton Oilers Radio, and he pointed out that the hip used to play the Meyer Horowitz like twice a year back in the day. So think about that. We're playing a hip venue. That's incredible. Connor McDavid will probably be there. Very likely, all the Oilers and Ken Holland will be in attendance. Keith Gretzky. Keith Gretzky will be relegated to the balcony. (laughs) Then, November the 1st, also a Friday, we're in one of our favorite cities in the country, Saskatoon, Saskatchewan, on Broadway at the legendary Broadway Theater. And is that theater right next to the diner we went to and had those great milkshakes? Right across the street from the Broadway diner. Exactly. Everybody in Saskatoon knows where that is. We expect that to sell out big time. And then... To wrap up the Six City Fall Tour, the 10th anniversary tour, it's November the 2nd, the Saturday following the Saskatoon date. It is Winnipeg, Manitoba at the Garrick. I'm looking forward to that. Going to have lots of pals from Winnipeg there. I assume Burton Cummings will come in from Moose Jaw to hang out with us. Uh, it's going to be amazing. And here's what you can expect when you, you, you purchase your ticket. Uh, you're going to have a lot of laughs. You're going to be there with like-minded people. It's a very good vibe. Uh, we bring people up on stage. We have surprise guests. We play clips that you've never seen or heard before. And Stoff is there. He he uh, treats it like a podcast. Christoph will be on stage with us. And he uh, he drops uh, bites in there. And then we uh, we get into the sound bites that we play. We uh, we talk about your town and oh, it's it's very. Uh, very inside baseball. Inside baseball, but, but fun. The, the, yes. the best part of the one we did in Ottawa was the fact that we Skyped in Engineer Jim. And as soon as Jim appeared on the big screen, the whole place went bananas. Mm-hmm. So you can expect that at every stop, we will very likely Skype in one of your favorite Jay and Dan podcast regulars. That's right. And very likely, one of those six stops will feature an appearance from Ben Teller. Mm. And that's when Dan will jump through this giant <laughs> screen and try to tear Dan, tear Ben apart. Only I'm to so rea- happy. Only to realize that Ben is not actually there. I had a question about the, uh, the Calgary-Edmonton. Yes, yes. Uh, October 4th, October 5th, in order. Edmonton first? Calgary first. Okay, so are we making the drive from Calgary-Edmonton? It's a good question. We could stop in Red Deer at the A&W. You, you me, and stop. That'd be a, that'd be a fun road trip. That'd be a podcast right there. He's we never could, been to Red Deer. I mean, stop. I have not. No, that's that would that would be pretty good. We'll have to work on the logistics. Maybe someone will drive us. Someone from the podcast on the Friday in Calgary will drive us to Edmonton 
for the podcast on Saturday. Hey, if you have an RV, even better. Perfect. We'll just sleep in it. Well, RVs are great because you can cook food while you're driving. I know you're not supposed to, but you still can. You can. Okay. A couple other things. You're saying, where do I get tickets? Each individual stop has their own ticket link. So, for instance, if you are buying tickets to the Bella Concert Hall date in Calgary on October the 4th, uh, Mount Royal University, mru.ca slash Dan. That's where you find those So you just go tickets. to the, uh, the theater's website. That's right. You go to oh. the theater's website, and if you're wondering about the theaters, don't worry. Dan and I are going to continue to send out stuff on social media about where, about all the different theaters that we're performing at. Uh, the Jay and Dan um, Instagram and Twitter page will have that information for you, so that'll be there. Here's the thing. There is a VIP pre-sale and promoter pre-sale beginning Tuesday, as in Tuesday, May 14th, like tomorrow, at 10 a.m. local time. That pre-sale goes to May the 16th, which is the Thursday, just before midnight. So you can get in on the pre-sale. I highly encourage you to do that. The general on-sale for the entire podcast tour is this Friday, May 17th, at 10 a.m. local time. That's when you can officially buy all your tickets. If you you get in there ahead of everyone else, I think you get like front row, don't you? Well, this is the thing, Dan. We have two... Two VIP packages, okay, that Ben has put together that are really amazing. You want to hear about them very quickly? We have the meet and greet package. This is the best one. If you buy the meet and greet package, you get a premium reserved seat in the first 10 rows. You can heckle us. You can throw things at us. Those you are the Gallagher seats. You can expose your breasts to Dan. The Gallagher hey, seats. who wants the f- You get hit by the watermelons that we crush. That's right. Uh, you also get, because it is a meet and greet package, you will get a meet and greet with Dan and I and Christoph before the show itself. We'll take pictures. We'll hang out. We'll give you life advice. Um, we'll punch Come you in the on, face if you want us to punch you in the face. Whatever you want, we'll do it. Uh, Dan will probably sexually service you if you're interested. Yeah, You'll get a. I don't think, I don't think your uh, your ticket gets you that. Okay, maybe not. Personal photograph with us, autographed date by ten photo, a collectible Jay and Dan podcast hockey puck. What? A Jay and Daniel blew it pennant to put on your bedroom wall, an exclusive VIP merchandise item. You get official meet and greet Lana minutes. And this is a limited availability thing. So this is available as of tomorrow, Tuesday, May 14th at 10 a.m. local. I highly encourage you to get on those meet and greet packages early. I might want to get one of those. I didn't know you get all that stuff. I don't even have any of that. You get all that stuff, Dan. But here's the thing. There's another one. There's an early entry package. You don't get the meet and greet, but you get almost everything else. You get a premium reserved seat. You get an autographed 8x10 photo. You get a blew it pennant. You get an exclusive VIP merchandise item. And early entry laminate. So, okay. two packages. Meet and greet package, early entry package. You can pre-sale buy those as of Tuesday, May 14th at 10 a.m. local. Go to your local theater's website to find out how. McPherson Playhouse in Victoria, Vogue in Vancouver, Bella Concert Hall in Calgary, Meyer Horowitz Theater in Edmonton, Broadway Theater in Saskatoon, and the Garrick in Winnipeg. And while Stoff calls our guest, fire off those dates. Yes, Once, one more dates. time. September the 20th, Because I'm going to put these BC. in my calendar as you're doing it. Okay, September the 20th, Victoria, <laughs> BC, at the McPherson Playhouse. Dan has his wall calendar out, and he's writing this down. September the 21st, that's a Saturday, Vancouver, BC, at the Vogue. Then the next month, October 4th, that's a Friday, Calgary, Alberta, Bella Concert Hall, Calgary. We want to see you there. Saturday the 5th of October, 
were in the Meyer Horowitz Theater the next night. And then in November, the 1st of November, it's a Friday, we're in Saskatoon at the Broadway Theater, and Saturday, the next night, October the 2nd, November the 2nd, we're in Winnipeg at the Garrick. What was the first date? Friday, September the 20th, Victoria, B.C., McPherson Playhouse. Okay, I got them all on my calendar. So there they are, folks. They're all there. Two dates in September, two dates in October, two dates in November, B.C., Alberta, and then the Saskatchewan-Manitoba combo. Dan's going to get the sheet now. And do we have our guest on the line? This is huge because maybe if we do a date in Toronto... This guy could join us uh, live on stage because he's a fantastic person. I have had a chance to work with him on the road at the NBA Finals. That was like 10 years ago, more 15 years ago, I think. That's when I first got to know him. This guy has a great disposition about life, I think. Don't you agree, Dan? He has a, he has a good way about him. And that's what makes him look 15 years younger than his actual age. It's true. It is Leo Routens. Leo, where are you right now? I imagine you're poolside at your palatial Florida mansion. <laughs> no, no, I'm uh, in Toronto uh, hanging out uh, with, my, uh, with my boys and uh, getting ready to head to Milwaukee tomorrow. So, All right. Have, and have by you... the way, that, uh, that youthful look, it's pretty simple, guys. Makeup. And a girdle. <laughs> so, so, Leo, we talked to you and Jack after uh, the Kawhi shot, after the Game 7 win, and you guys were on a high because uh, you were in the building. You sucked in all that energy. Have you come down yet? <laughs> yeah. I tell you what, it's been hard simply because you just can't get away from it now. I mean, um, you, I, if I go outside, go grab a bite, do anything, everybody, the whole city, it's just talking about the shot, the win, Kawhi, you name it. So uh, it, it's pretty crazy. And, uh, you know, I think right now, I know personally, I'm just trying to kind of reprogram right now and I'll start focusing in a little bit on Milwaukee, the next series. Uh, but, man, that was it was just so much fun last night. It, it, was, uh, it was a great night for the city and, and for basketball in this country. I think about, I have a theory, and I think you will agree with me because you're obviously a basketball guy. I'm, I have a theory that I've been promoting all week, Leo, that Kawhi Leonard is the greatest athlete in the history of Toronto sports. The greatest professional right. athlete in the history of Toronto sports. Because he's obviously the greatest Raptor. All due respect to Vince, Vince didn't play defense like Kawhi. And, I mean, Roberto Alomar, Roy Halladay, you could obviously make an amazing case. They're Hall of Famers. The Leafs have had some great players. But the Leafs never had, like, a Gretzky or a Lemieux, a superstar like that. Whereas Kawhi is that guy now. You can make the argument he's top three, top five player in the NBA right now. Uh, Curious about your thoughts about that. Well, I said that when the Raptors got him in the trade. I said that if he's healthy and he's able to get back to who he was prior to being injured last season, then in my mind, he's a, he's a top, you know, one, two, three player. And certainly that's what he's, that's what he's doing. I mean, the Raptors did a great job in, in getting his body back. Alex McKechnie, director of sports science, uh, did everything right uh, to get Kawhi back to being that top player. So, you know, it, what makes him special I mean, obviously, he's a great athlete. He's, he's physically imposing, man. He's strong. Uh, he's quick. His fundamentals, his, his, his skill level is, is, is amazing. And his basketball IQ and his ability to just focus in, lock in on what he has to do, uh, I don't know. I'd have to go to a Michael Jordan 
And, you know, I hate comparing guys because everybody's their own. But as far as just the mental aspect of locking in, having a killer instinct, and not letting anything interfere with your goal, um, he's a lot like that. Uh, so, you know, he's, uh, you'd be hard-pressed to find anybody better to compare him to. Leo, go back to the shot and your vantage point, um, how you witnessed it, uh, and when that shot dropped, uh, just the feeling in that building. Well, it was actually really cool because he was at the top of the key and actually had to dribble towards us at the scorer's table. So, uh, you know, he takes his first dribble, and as he's turning the corner to go to the corner, I, I just see as he's looking up at the clock. So he knows exactly how much time he's got. And the amazing thing is, like, from that point on, everything is slow motion for me. I mean, everything just seems to be, this seems to be like a 10-minute window. <laughs> but it's all happening in four seconds. And you got to just imagine for Kawhi, this is, this is like super slow-mo in some sci-fi movie where this is it. This is his movie. This is his show. This is his everything. There's nobody else here. He knows exactly what he's doing. And, you know, so he's looking at the clock, and then he starts going to the corner. He accelerates even more because he's got Simmons chasing and Embiid helping. And he knows that if he can just get to that spot, he can get that shot up, and he gets there. And you got uh, Embiid's one of the biggest athletes and uh, tremendous athletes in the game. And he gets there. And he kind of hops to that spot, then jumps up and backwards, and lets the shot go with Embiid in his face. And that ball goes up. It's a high arcer. And then I watch it. it, it you know, you're, you're, you're just mesmerized by the whole thing. And then it hits the rim. But here's the catch: it goes straight up. I mean, if it's just a quarter inch, not even an eighth of an inch shorter, it's not going to get that upward bounce on the rim. Hmm. It goes straight up. And then I'm going, oh, wow. (laughs) Okay. And then it bounces again. And again. And again. And then finally goes in. But with each bounce, I'm going, okay. All right. Okay. (laughs) You know, you could just, it, it just, the feeling was just better and better that, this thing's gonna drop, and the, and, and, the, the, and the arena went huh? silent. The were, arena went silent was so for quiet. like half half a second, like for one heartbeat. There was silence in that arena. Yeah, I mean, even if you look at videos people sent in, like you were watching, or the arena, it even you know, you know, Matt Devlin on the call, you know, he's going for the win. <laughs> <laughs> and he's got this extended, you know, wait to see what is it going to go down or not. So yeah, I mean, it was. Uh, it was incredible. It really was. Uh, and it was almost like, and I said it earlier today, that you know the Raptor fans, throw Leaf fans in it for all that matter, have so much anxiety and, 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 and stress levels about past failures, right? Toronto Everybody sports fans in general, right, Leo? I mean, yeah. yeah. Yeah, they keep wanting to bring the past into every current event. Well, I, it was almost like that four seconds and then that ball bouncing – was 1995 to now, okay? Everything that didn't bounce your way, you're like the stress level, the anxiety is all going up and down with that ball. And when that ball goes through the net, it's like, yes, yes, it's like it's gone, it's done, we did this. So you just got the feeling that it's almost, you know, like like everything just kind of, it was a huge inhale and then a massive exhale. And Leo... I know everyone's talking about this too. The the weather Kawhi will stay 
at the end of the year. So at the beginning of the season, it almost seemed like a lot of Raptor fans had just sort of resignated the fact that this guy's here for a year and that's what we're getting him for. They, I mean, it seemed like a lot of people just assumed he was not going to say. As this team has continued to have success throughout the year, it's sort of like, well, maybe we got a chance to keep him. Maybe we do. Have you, I guess my question for you is, Leo, being around the team so much, being around the building so much, have you had an indication as the season has gone on and as this successful playoff run has continued that maybe he has started to warm up to the idea of staying? I'll be honest. I don't have any more insight into what's going on in his head than than anybody else. But I would say this. I thought if the Raptors have success this season, and so far so good, that that's going to be a big selling point. I think Kawhi likes his teammates. I think he likes his coaches. And this environment has been really, really good for him. I also thought that Alex McKechnie, who I mentioned earlier, Director of Sports Science, was arguably the most important person in this equation when the Raptors got him. Because Kawhi played nine games last year. and you listen to everything he's saying now, he's, I'm just so happy that I could play again. I think in his mind, he didn't know if he'd be able to play again. Hmm. And the Raptors made his health a priority all season long, the whole load management thing. And Alex McKechnie was behind getting him right. Period. Alex McKechnie, you know, did the whole thing. Kawhi did the work, but Alex was in charge of that whole thing. And now he's he, there's a trust there now. And 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 again, you know, the fact that he's back, the fact that he's a top three guy, Alex has a lot to do with that and the entire medical staff. And that's huge. And then you have two other factors. Toronto's a great city. It may not have all the sun of California, but you play 41 games at home. You travel around the NBA all season long, and there's plenty of time to, to get home when you want to get home. And then the last part is the Raptors can pay him, what, $50 million more? That, that's, um, a small, that's a small incentive, <laughs> I think. Yeah, and, and when you add it all up, to me, it's a pretty nice picture. And, and uh, I, I think the Raptors are in the mix. I'd be shocked. I'd be shocked if they're not. I saw a great tweet today uh, someone sent out. They said, tell me your thoughts on this. said, a friend of mine works at the Bay, says Kawhi came in today and while making a purchase was asked if he wanted to sign up for an HSBC card. He said yes. Nobody says yes. He's staying. <laughs> I, hey, I think you may have the, the, the more insight than anybody else. That was from at sandwich underscore dad. Well, I, I'll say dad. this, Leo. Adrian Wojnarowski uh, is obviously the, the top insider in the NBA. And he is very close to Masai Ujiri. And a couple of weeks ago, he seemed to indicate that Kawhi was warming up to the idea of staying. So if that, I mean, to me, that's the only thing I've heard all season that makes me think, oh, okay, if he's saying that, then that's coming either directly from Masai or, or possibly from Kawhi's agent, or who knows where it's coming from. But if Woj is saying it, Woj just doesn't throw that stuff out there. No, he doesn't, and you know he talks to a lot of people, and there could be, like I said, in the inner circle, there could be indicators that would lead him to say that. At the same time, I would say common sense, if you're around the game, you're around this organization, around everything that's been happening, if you looked at all the factors, remember, he didn't say, 
you know, he's 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 going to be here. She's either warming up or he's in the mix. And I, I, there's no way at this point you could say he's the Raptors are not in the mix uh, for this decision. So uh, I don't think he actually went out on a limb on this thing. Right. Um, but he is, uh, like I said, he, he is informed, and I think what he said is uh, is just fair and a, and a reasonable assumption based on you know any information anybody might have at this point. Leo, you played NBA basketball in the 80s, and I, I love talking to professional athletes who played in the 80s before the age of social media. Yes. And I just think, like, would you have been in a lot of trouble, Leo? Would, you, would, you, <laughs> would your teammates have been in a lot of trouble? It's so much harder for guys now, I think, because they can't even really go out anymore without fear of a, a camera phone in their face. Yeah, I think a smartphone might have been bad for me. To be honest. <laughs> <laughs> you know, those cameras and videos, uh, that might have been tough. But, yeah, it's a different world. Uh, but I give these guys credit. Um, they've adapted to this world pretty well. Um, you know, I think they're, they're, they're on their guard, which is kind of sad, too. Uh, you got to remember, a lot of these guys are, are fairly young guys. And, you know, we were able to kind of live and have fun and do some crazy things and not worrying about who's filming everything you're doing. Uh, but, you know, these guys are smart enough to know that it does exist. And, you know, everything you put out there stays out there. And they're, 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 you know, they're just, you know, they're pretty smart to begin with. And I think they're getting smarter and smarter knowing that this is the world they live in. Um, so it's, and it's not easy. I mean, think about it. You know, you, when do you get away from it, right? That's the thing now, you never you know, do. Well, and I always tell people, say you're struggling, okay? Say you're, you're having a, you know, uh, you, know uh, you're, you have a couple of bad games in a series. Where do you, how do you get away from it? Because with social media, it's everywhere, right? Uh, in the old days, you turn off the TV, don't listen to the radio, you're fine. But it's everywhere. And so all you hear is, you know, you're struggling, you're struggling, you're struggling. And people ask everywhere you go, people encounter, you encounter, it, it, you can't get away from it. And that makes it that much harder to stay level-headed, get out of a funk. Um, you know, you can't just, you know, retrain your head when all this is going on. And that's where, again, you look at a guy like Kawhi. You know, if someone asks him about social media, he goes, huh, what? <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, and, and that's pretty cool that in this, uh, in this day that you would have the kind of attitude that, you know, I don't need it. And um, I'm, I'm making a lot of money at what I do. I'm good at what I do. I'm going to lock in and focus on what I do. My family is my priority. Man, that's it. I don't need this stuff. Let's get into the series with the Bucks. And first off, I want to ask about the city of Milwaukee. Because Jay and I, we did an event. I don't know. We were in Regina or Saskatoon. We ran into some guy who used to be an executive. He says, I lived there a few years, and he loved it. We're basing our opinion off of what one guy said about <laughs> Milwaukee. What's Milwaukee like as a city, first off? Well, okay. Let me say, remember when the Raptors played the Cavaliers in the Eastern Conference Finals? Mm-hmm. Yes. And uh, so that was like end of May, similar similar timing. Um, I remember going to Milwaukee. I mean, going to Cleveland downtown, and I go, wait, wait, this isn't Cleveland. Come on, <laughs> come on, where are we? It was warm. I didn't have to have you know three coats on. I sat outside in a patio downtown, had dinner. I go, come on, this isn't Cleveland, right? Because all you see is you know. There's snow blowing and wind and cold and everything during NBA season. So I'm anxious to go to Milwaukee when it's not like that. I checked the, I checked the temperature for the coming days. It's supposed to be reasonable. 
you know, sunny, partly sunny. So um, I'm going to give Milwaukee a chance these next couple of days because I've been there. I almost went to Marquette, which is right in wow. Milwaukee, right yeah. downtown. Yeah. Um, I don't know what I was thinking, but I almost <laughs> went there. Well, we worked, and, you know, with, just, we worked with Gary Payton in L.A. He despised Milwaukee. He said he didn't leave his hotel room. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it's not my favorite place. I'm going to be honest with you. It's uh you know, like Jack might like it because there's a brewery on every corner. But you know, for me who prefers red wine, um, you know, it's you know, there's and like the downtown. You know, we live in in Toronto. It's such a vibrant, fun downtown. Uh, that's not Milwaukee. <laughs> and yet, you you've know. got Giannis. I mean, probably the most exciting player in the league right now. I mean, it's amazing how one player can instantly make a a place a destination. You know. Yeah, and it, and it's pretty cool that uh, you know he's warmed up to it, and he and he's you know Milwaukee accepted him right away, and he's he's accepted them in return, and uh, they've also done a great job of, of building a team around them, which is a big part of it. I mean, so many times uh, you look at players when the first chance they get to go out, they leave because the teams you know they they put them through too much to get to that point. Whereas Milwaukee, I thought that has done a great job of giving him something. Uh, a reason to enjoy being there on the basketball court. And, and if you're an athlete, that makes off the court a lot better. Well, Leo, we're going to let you go and enjoy some of that delicious red wine that you love because uh, you, you've been very <laughs> generous with your time. But uh, I, I just want to say, lo- still love following you on social media. Every morning you post something, you have your coffee, you post something very positive. So I love your outlook on life, and, and uh, I'm really enjoying you and Jack together. You guys are so funny because you're similar ages, uh, and and you have no no I'm three years older than Jack I know that's I didn't want to say that it, it's one of the great mysteries of life how that could be <laughs> but uh, but uh, uh, the thing with Jack that amazes me is like he's like he's in his fifties but he's the music he listens to the things he likes to do and it's the like energy he has it, it's like he's a hundred years old though oh, like no, but the energy he has yeah old soul. he's an old soul that's a good way to put it yeah absolutely yeah, and, and and I remember I'll never forget the uh, when Jack turned forty right and and I he says you know he's gonna turn forty I'm like come on man seriously how old are you <laughs> he, he goes no I'm, I'm turning forty I go. Now, seriously, Jack, stop screwing around. How old are you, right? And because and, I was 43, and I'm going, there's no way this dude is 40, right? And, you know, and uh, so it's just funny. And, uh, and like I said, no disrespect intended, but uh, I just, I, I, you know, I, I couldn't believe it. And uh, But Jack, you know, he's an old soul, and he loves uh, he loves all the old stuff. And uh, uh, it's kind of cool. It's, it's just that, you know, we got we got kind of a – different mix of guys, you know, and uh, it, it makes it interesting because everybody's kind of got a little different different outlook, different look, different everything, and we have a lot of fun together. What's, it's, it, what's it like traveling with Rod Black? Because he owns every town he goes to, right? <laughs> that's true. No, that's he has the keys to every town. Hey, I, I'll tell you a, a great story if you got time. When, um, when we started doing the NBA, right, so uh, I was hired, and then it was just still looking for the play-by-play guy. And, you know, we'll talk to some different people and so forth. And all of a sudden they say to me, you go, hey, well, what, what do you think about Rod Black? I go, Rod Black? Well, wait a minute. Figure skating? 
80% female audience? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Rod Black, yes. Yeah. <laughs> and first of all, I love Rod as a broadcaster, right? And then it's just like he's Mr. Canada. So everywhere you'd go, like, you know, everybody's talking to people. I go, yes, this is the guy. This is my guy right here. And, and we've had so much fun. I mean, you know, Rod and I were doing, we did the first, you know, the first rap game. First wind at the Sky Dome uh, together. We've been doing stuff for years, and uh, uh, he's just a blast. And and uh, and like I said, you know, you work with a guy like you know Ron. You work with a guy like Matt. You know, you're talking about you know the best in the business. So it's uh, it's just so much fun. And you guys have a. You can tell you you know it's like a cliche, but it's more enjoyable to watch broadcasters who clearly like each other. You know, because there's some who don't, and uh, it and it shows. And it's obvious that you guys get along well. And I'm always amazed when. TNT does a Raptors game. Charles always like shouts out you and Rod. Like he's he's very specific <laughs> about mentioning his good friends Rod well, Black and Leo Routes. Well, there's a couple of, couple of factors here. Number one, yeah, Rod's one of his boys, and and uh, they hang out, they have fun together, and and uh, Rod actually spent his honeymoon with Charles Barkley. How was the, how about that one? <laughs> what? And, uh, and then and then on my end, I mean, you know, the guy owes me. You know, let, let's be clear here. Okay, the Sixers had to trade me to sign Charles. So I, I keep telling them, and it's, there's 10% somewhere in that, you know, 100, 200 million he's made. There's 10% in there for me. And uh, I think what he's doing is just trying to, trying to buffer that whole thing by saying, hey, we'll hang out, you know, we'll get together, we'll have a couple of drinks, just to get away from that payment, if you know what I mean. Oh, yeah, he's... Uh... It's, he's an interesting guy too. Right? He, he's a wonderful guy. Uh, I tell you what, he's he's very opinionated, uh, and he says things right off the cuff, which I think he's, he's very funny. But I'll tell you, he's one of the nicest, most generous people you'll ever meet, ever. Um, you know, he's not standoffish. He welcomes everybody that crosses his path. Um, it, it, it's it's hard to find a more genuine, open, and honest. Uh, superstar, if you want to call him that, than Charles. And think of, like, if you're Charles Barkley, you've transcended the sport right now as a broadcaster, and literally the entire, the whole world knows who he is. So he can't go anywhere without being recognized. So to still maintain that sort of warm, welcoming nature is is pretty impressive in itself. Oh, yeah. I mean, I've, I, you know, I've, I've been out, you know, bars or restaurants where, you know, athletes, you know, stars just kind of, you know, very aloof. They stand off by some. Charles can be in the most crowded spot. He'll say hello to everybody. He's just, you know, he's, like I said, he's, uh, he, he's got time for people. Uh, and, and he really cares. Uh, he's done so many things that, uh, to help people that, you know, he, he, doesn't, he doesn't have a sign-up and he doesn't have a PR guy uh, telling everybody what he did. But believe me, if you know him and you know his story, you realize that he does so much for so many. Uh, because he knows he's been blessed, and, and he's just he's just a good person at heart. Love hearing that. Uh, you are also a good person, uh, Leo Routens, and we really appreciate you joining us. and And enjoy uh, the next round. This is a fun ride with the Raps, so uh, continue to enjoy it. And then when it's all over, uh, enjoy that beautiful mansion in Florida. <laughs> yeah, enjoy Milwaukee. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, all right. Let's stick with the let's stick with Florida. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Leo. Thanks, Leo. Hey, guys. Always a pleasure, man. Thank you. That is Leo Routens. Uh, he's on Twitter. He's actually, uh, like you said, a really good follow. He's just a great uh, follow because if you're, if you're looking to get away from the nonstop negativity of Twitter, 
and you want someone to just, once a day, throw a nice little positive message your way, definitely follow Leo. And then, of course, his name. Yeah. At Leo Routins. R A U T I N S. He's just Leo the Routins. best. He he kind of took me under his wing. We covered, I think, the 05, 06, and 07 NBA finals together. And he would just be, <laughs> he would always be by the pool, you know, when we weren't working. Like, he just has a good approach to life. So he's a good dude. Once again, um, hey, um, you want to wrap if, up by talking about this pod tour? Uh, we'll get to that in a second. I just wanted to give a special shout-out to my niece's school, Monsignor O'Donoghue um, Catholic School in Peterborough, Ontario. Monsignor O'Donoghue, he was the priest at my church when I grew up, and now there's a school named after him. Looks like he pulled it off. <laughs> they put on a play um, on Wednesday, last Wednesday night. I didn't know what to expect. I knew my niece was not in the play, and I was like, okay, I, I don't. I guess I'll still go to support her. It was amazing. It was called Ahead by a Century. They did the entire play based on hip songs and Gord Downey songs. And they told the story about uh, the residential schools in a Catholic school. They told the story where the nuns were like the evil, bad people. And they, and they did this in a Catholic school. So I just wanted to give them oh, a shout out. Did they, excuse me, did they write this play? No, I guess this is out there. Like someone put this together and and then you can formulate it the way you want. You can go as deep as you want into the residential school. Um, And they, they didn't gloss it over, but they told it in which kids can kind of grasp it and it doesn't get into too much detail. Got it. But uh, yeah, I was balling the whole time. Hmm. Um, So yeah. So I just wanted to say congrats to them uh, taking a stab at something different instead of um, Peter Pan or whatever. Right. Peter Pan. Well, I, I also was very entertained this afternoon. And, Dan, you were supposed to join us, but it was a it was a lengthy drive for you, so you didn't make it in. And producer Tim and I were invited to see an exclusive preview screening of John Wick 3. Yeah. You sent a picture out, and people saw the back of producer Tim. That's yeah. the most that's ever been seen of him. Yeah, I, I, ha- I made sure that the, ca- the, the shot was strategically placed, and it was, uh, if you're a fan of these movies, and I've become a super fan of these movies, Keanu is incredible and uh, highly recommended. The fight scenes are unreal. Insane. It's get, and it just gets more and more bonkers. You can't even believe it. I just, I love a good action movie, and I feel like Hollywood has sort of uh, been lacking good action movies, and the, I didn't realize that the director of these movies is Keanu Reeves' former stunt double uh, on the Matrix movies. And so... The, the films feel very stunt-heavy. Like, no, not as much CGI and stuff that you get in, in new action movies. It's like, guys are really doing crazy stunts. Yeah. So, anyway, go check that out. And you saw Avengers, um, The Curse saw, of Batman. I saw Avengers, The Curse of Batman, who's in a different <laughs> comic series. And uh, without giving universe. any spoilers. Terrific. I loved it. Out of I 10? Say, out of 10? I'd give it a solid 7. And here's okay. why. I wouldn't give it higher because... It's three hours long, mm-hmm. and I feel like the first hour could have been a half hour. Could have been a good, like, could have been a killer two and a half hour. Get movie. you into the editing room, you could have done that. I could have, there, and there were specific, you, that's not a great sign when you watch a movie and there's specific scenes where you're like, I would have cut that scene, would have cut that scene. So there was a few I would have cut, but overall, terrific. I love those Marvel movies, so highly recommend that. And uh, highly recommend you come see us on the podcast tour. Yeah, okay, Again. here's the dates. Uh, I just put them in my calendar, so I'm all set. Uh, <laughs> Did you see 
<laughs> Friday, September 20th, Victoria, B.C. So you go to the McPherson Playhouse website. You get tickets. They go on sale Friday, pre-sale before then. Pre-sale Sat- Tuesday. Saturday, September 21st, Vancouver at the Vogue. Beautiful theater. Go to the Vogue website. And then next month, after September, <laughs> not this coming month. That's October. October 4th, in beautiful Calgary, Alberta, at the Bella Concert Hall. That's on the Mount Royal University campus. These, again, all these theaters are stunning. Yeah, beautiful theater. I thought we were going to be... Thought, I didn't know. You thought we'd be playing... Uh, like I street know. corners. Yeah. Well, maybe we will And when, 30 years from now. Edmonton, Alberta, the night after Calgary. That's October 5th at the Meyer Horowitz Theater. That's, a, that's downtown Edmonton. It's a beautiful theater. And Connor McDavid has already said he's going to be there. He will be in attendance. The following month, November 1st, Saskatoon, Broadway Theater. That could be a very fun night. All of these are going to be fun nights. It's going to be basically a wild time. And we want you guys to be there with us. Because this has been 10 years, as we pointed out. As of June 1st, will be our 10-year anniversary of the Jane Nan Podcast. And this is our gift to you, the listeners. We want you to come see us live. Come hang out. And then the last stop on the Western Tours, Winnipeg, uh, Manitoba. I almost said Winnipeg, Alberta. Winnipeg, Manitoba at the Garrick. And that is November 2nd. Yes. And again... You can go to all those individual theaters' websites and find, uh, find tickets to come see us. Pre-sale starts 10 a.m. Tuesday, May 14th. That's tomorrow. And general on sale is this Friday at 10 a.m. in your local markets. I'm hoping we survive this tour. It, we might not. This could be the end. No, we have to so that we can go to Atlantic Canada and Quebec and Ontario. I think we should finish the podcast by playing Christoph's uh, promo again because it was just so good yeah let's go out on that attention canada something Something big big. is coming something Something big big and beautiful this enormous woman will devour us all i was talking about the jay and dan podcast tour It has changed my life, and this fall, it can change yours, too. I am so fired up. Jay and Dan are coming to a city near you. Victoria. Vancouver. Calgary. Edmonton. Winnipeg. And, of course, Saskatoon. Summer in Saskatoon. And you never know who might show up. Ian Mendez. This is a Bush League move. Jason Spezza. (laughs) Paul Maurice. Paul Maurice and his lady. Ian Mendez. This is a Bush League move. DJ Chris Shepard. Crazy Festival, baby. Kyle Lowry. Wait, what kind of testicle is this? Ian Mendez. This is a Bush League move. And of course, Salino and Barnes. Salino and Barnes. Or maybe just Barnes. And all the zizzazz you can handle. I love zizzazz. You'll love the tour too. Just ask Ottawa's first cowboy. Oh, there, big boy. So bring the ma. Bring the pa. Bring the kids. Don't shoot me. I'm just a child. 
No guarantees. Idiot! So come one, come all. We only have one request. Men, feed my mouth. They're going home! This is the Jay and Dan Podcast. 